Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. Are you looking for help with trying to lose weight? Well, this could be the solution for you. With a range of products such as shakes, boosters, capsules, and more, get started today simply by adding Kirsty on Facebook using the link in the show notes and get started today. For the ad-free version of this podcast, please visit our Patreon page and become a patron at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts in that month and all of the previous ad-free podcasts that we've done. Head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. The link's in the description. Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another season review and the season finale review uh, of Star Trek Discovery, the, the first season. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is David. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, so over the last uh, 14 episodes, I did written reviews for each of the Star Trek episodes. Didn't do any like preview or any like mid-season wrap-up or preview or anything like that. Um just did sort of a here's the what what i basically did was here is the things that i noticed and liked or didn't like from each episode and just talked about them so i didn't really do like a uh, recap or anything like that um i thought this first season was really really good especially for a first season um coming into it as a star trek i reference reference myself in those as a star trek newbie quite a lot um yeah because that's what i am uh so, uh, what what did you think of season one? Well, I, I'm most definitely not a Star Trek newbie. Yes, uh, I, I'm. I'm. You know, being quite a lot older than you, I'm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been following it since. Well, I mean, I'm not really since the original series, but I do remember watching reruns of the original series when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, you know, then I watched Next Generation and have watched basically everything since then mm-hmm. so uh so i mean i know it quite well i it's very very different to what original star trek was but i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing um i really enjoyed it i think it's a it's a very interesting modern you know feel to the show compared to where uh, to what some of the older you know type of shows were were and I, I think i've i've said this before on the geek town podcast if you like that old next generation sort of show uh you can uh, hop over onto fox and go and uh, watch the orville because the orville is basically the next generation <laughs> with a few more jokes in it um Discovery's become this uh, a very different animal to to what the original Star Trek was. Uh, it's a lot darker. It's got this. It has this overarching story, which you know you didn't get as much in in the original Star Trek series. They could have ran over a few episodes, maybe you might have an arc, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. have something that isn't the entire series is based over one arc. Um, of course, there were more episodes. I mean, there were like twenty four, twenty five episode series. Those. Ah, okay. So like a quote unquote yeah. full season, what they call yeah, it. Yeah, yes, yes. What what was I mean? We see a lot less of them now, but what was and uh, you know particularly for dramas, but what was a a full 
like American season. Uh, and, you know, there were 24, 25 episodes quite often. Quite a lot, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, which is a lot of stuff to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I really like this show, though. I, I think they did an amazing job. Um, you know, Alex Kurtzman did a, a fantastic job with it, you know, with a bit of help from Brian Fuller before he wandered off to do something else, as he <laughs> tends to do. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, cool. really enjoyed it, though. Um, if you do want my thoughts on the, on the uh, pilot episode of The Orville, me and Robert did a TV talk a little while ago, which you can probably find um, if you just search for it, I guess. Uh, yeah. That was just for the pilot episode, though, because that's the only one I've, I've actually seen. But in terms of Star Trek, um, my my history with it is uh, a little bit more different. Um, so when I was younger, I can't, can't, can't quite say uh, what age exactly, I can't quite remember, but... Um, when I used to go around to my my nan's uh, house, she used to always have have it on. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't tell you which which version, whether it was Enterprise or any of the others. Uh, I I couldn't tell you uh, unless I possibly like asked my dad or something because um, <laughs> he would he would probably have known. So it's yeah, it's been in the family a little bit. Uh, my nan used to wa- used to always mostly watch it. We would either have like Star Trek on or football because. Uh, <laughs> um, my uncle was the was the Arsenal fan, and uh, my dad is the is the Man United fan. So that's all, always been interesting as well. But it would usually be we would go around there because um, they used to live a bit closer and stuff. Uh, and it would always be either Star Star Trek or football, uh, basically. Or if it was um, more of a Christmas day, it was maybe something else. So um, <laughs> yeah, she used to watch it. I, I assume when she was younger and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, because I, I, I am guessing that my nan used to just watch the reruns and stuff. Uh, I'm not sure. Right. But, uh, and then, of course, like my, my dad watched um, some of it. Again, I couldn't tell you what he has or hasn't seen. Um, <laughs> and then uh, tw- 2017 rolls around and a, and a new Star Trek series comes around. And I thought, okay, this is, this is it's almost like passing the torch to me. It's like, is it, here's a new yeah. Netflix series for you. So you don't have to like... Watch, watch the old ones. Um, not that I was never going to. I just thought like, okay, here's a new one for me to watch. One that's like that's got new characters and and stuff. Uh, and, there is yeah. a lot to get through if you're going to go through the old right, ones. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but because like bef- before Discovery, there was the um, the other Star Trek films that that came around. The ones yeah. with uh, what's his name, Zachary Quinto, in that. Yeah, the J.J. Abrahams. Uh, Film yeah, ones. yeah, and I, I just never quite took interest in those. I think my dad's seen some of them, but again, I I, I couldn't tell you. Um, it was with the family. It was more just a case of like I'd walk in on them watching some episode, but I never knew what it was exactly. I just knew it was <laughs> Star Trek. So, um, and then of course like uh, I, I I hadn't planned to cover it like at all. I thought oh, man, I'll may I'll probably watch it and stuff. And then with me do it doing this thing, I thought. I have thoughts in my head about this pilot. I might as well write them. And then yeah. episode two and three came around, and I c- continued doing reviews. And I thought, okay, I'll guess I'll do this, do the whole season then, because uh, why would I stop at like episode three or four? Yeah. Um, I think I explained some of this stuff in the, in the first episode review, but I, c- I couldn't tell you exactly why I wrote because it was you know a few months ago. Right. Um, but I was I was slightly skeptical going into it because. Even though I was a lot younger at the time, um, and you know, had a very different mindset and and stuff like that, it Star Trek never interested me when I used to go around to my my nan's house and stuff. But again, I was a different age and into different stuff and and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But I was like, okay, am I actually going to enjoy this? But I thought I'll I'll check out the pilot. Quite liked it. Um, of course, it was it was actually a double episode, wasn't it? Um, so I watched the next one the uh, the next day. Yeah. Um, and I thought, okay, this this is pretty cool. I, I'm my interest was there, and I was entertained. Uh, if a pilot can do that, then I think it's it's very good. Because uh, yeah. some some pilot episodes are a bit of a, a bit of a struggle to to get into. Because yeah, yeah, it's like the first way too much setup. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when, and I think we've talked about this before. But when pilot episodes are too long, now I know this was a double episode, but I I had the chance to break it down over two days, so it was yeah. it was whatever, and then uh, <coughs> the next episode, um, so that broke it down a bit easier for me, um, so so that was quite nice. But yeah, I just remember being entertained and and very interested, and I thought, okay, I quite like these characters as well, and sure, there's 
after, I remember after the pilot, I was like, okay, there's a lot here I don't quite understand. Um, and it, there's a, there was a lot of mystery, which sometimes I, I quite like as well. If you've listened to my recent Cloverfield review, you, you'll know that I'm quite into mystery at, at the moment. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was, I was very entertained by it. The characters were very interesting. Of course, you had... Um, Sonequa Martin Green, who'd just come over from uh, from Walking Dead, and I was I was quite interested in her, and I thought she was yeah. she did very well. Um, I think it helped as well that she was the lead for the, for this show, because of course in Walking Dead she was just one of the other characters. Um, she was still quite good in Walking Dead, but she just was never really like front and center, and she, I don't think she was ever really going to be compared to this show. Um, no. So I remember when they announced her as being like the main character, I thought, okay, this is a time for her to really like show what she's capable of. Um, I, I think she did a really, really good job in the, in the, in this first season. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's roughly my sort of general thoughts. Of course, each, uh, individual episode review is, is on the sites. Uh, what did you think of the season finale? Cause we had to discuss that as well. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, the, the whole thing is it was kind of interesting because it, it sort of it creates a very interesting bookend with that start because you you start off with um this them not actually on the discovery you start off them with, on this other ship which is the shenshu which is uh run by uh, a different captain and mm. uh uh so you've you've got uh Giorgio as as captain on that and I mean, the the whole start of the series, I thought, was quite interesting in the way that you have those first sort of two or three episodes, which, are, well, th- those opening two episodes are almost like a coda to the rest of the series or like a prequel to the rest of the series. Um, because the, 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 the show, as it becomes for the rest of the, the series, doesn't really start until episode three. You know, your those first two episodes are setting up uh, the you know Michael's situation and the fact that she ends up uh, you know getting locked up and he's effectively a war criminal. Yeah. And it's not until episode three where you kind of where she gets pulled out of that and you end up on the discovery that that you uh, that the show kind of moves into what it becomes for the rest of the season. So I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. And then with the finale, you've got. The return of um, Giorgio, although not Giorgio, because it's a it's an evil alternative universe version of it. Right. Uh, so you've got that her backing command of the starship, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> the the you, you then have, I mean, the the finale. I was I was kind of in two minds about. I mean, I I expected some sort of maybe bigger battle, but I think it's sort of right that there wasn't one, you know, um, because that's not really very Starfleet. Um, so I, I, I think the fact that they sort of talk them down, I kind of makes, you know, and, and used a slightly underhand way by sort of using the bomb of, of, uh, giving that to Lorel and getting her as, uh, using that as a way of controlling the Klingons to get her to come around to where, where I'm thinking, I thought was an interesting way of doing it. Um, it felt a little uneven as a finale for me, but a little I, bit. Um, but I still, I you know, satisfactory ending, and certainly those the very last little bit <laughs> yeah. of them of them suddenly receiving a distress call from the Enterprise. I that that I thought leaves it at a very intriguing place for the, uh, where they're going to go to the for the start of next season. I think. Yeah, I mean, my one question at the end is like, okay, who's on that ship? Because um, they, it's the US Enterprise, isn't it? Is that the yeah. right one? Yeah. Um, yes. They they bring that in um, from the distress signal, and then interestingly, interestingly, they played the uh, all the subtitles to me said um, the uh, original Star Trek theme. So I thought that that was kind of yeah. cool, but I was left a bit like, okay, this is very cool, and I'm not. I know I'm not going to get my answer right now because it's the cliffhanger for the season. But yeah. what does this mean, and who's well, on that ship and stuff? We, we know we know some of the people that are on that ship okay. because. Uh, we know they mentioned the captain and it's uh, Captain Pike and Captain Pike is the person that was captain of the Enterprise prior to Kirk taking over. 
which makes sense because this is set 10 years before um Kirky's in charge of the enterprise oh, okay so right. so in, in the star trek timeline that makes sense uh pike is pike does actually show up in the original series in the original 60s series um he, he was actually <clears throat> there is actually a pilot episode uh which uh they originally did which had captain pike as the the captain of the enterprise before william shatner got the role as kirk so mm-hmm. they actually changed the character. So there is there there is footage of of Captain Pike in the sixties series. So uh, and then in Star Trek lore, he became the captain prior to Kirk taking over the Enterprise. So the pilot still sort of sits within Star Trek lore, okay. um, which is kind of interesting. So uh, and and they've used Pike on uh, the movies as well. Pike is actually the captain of the Enterprise on the in the first of the Star Trek movies. Um, so it's a character that's been around quite a while. The interesting thing really for that is whether Spock is there because Spock is, um, is first officer to captain Pike about five years. We know he's there about five years prior to Kirk taking over. Okay. So we, we know Spock is on there prior to Kirk becoming captain. We don't know whether he's on there at this point, but that's, but that's interesting in that, uh, you've got this relationship with Michael because Michael and, um, Michael and Spock are effectively half brother and sister because they're both raised by Sarak because Sarak is genuinely Spock's father. Whereas Sarak is, you know, um, Michael's adopted father. So, um, that explains the question I had as well, which was when um, when uh, Michael saying to Tyler about her mother and father dying. Now that you've said that she's adopted, that actually makes sense to me. Cause that was one of my questions. Where like, <laughs> right? Um, she meets her mother and father at the end, and I, yeah. and I thought, okay, didn't you ten minutes ago say to Tyler that they died? But now that you've said that, that meant that makes sense. So. yes yeah okay um no her, her real parents are actually dead she was then adopted and raised on vulcan and the people that raised her are actually spock's parents um but this has always raised the question as why has spock never actually mentioned the fact that he has this half sister effectively mm-hmm. um <clears throat> because that's never come up anywhere else in star trek history so um, i wonder if that was a case of they hadn't like thought of the idea of Michael yet. Oh, and maybe well, if no, that's exactly the reason why. Yeah. Problem and maybe is... if like he mentioned that he had a half sister, our fans would have started asking questions probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's exactly the reason why it's never been mentioned before, mm-hmm. but they've now got to go back and sort of retrofit that into the continuity of, of why Spock hasn't mentioned the fact that he has this half sister. So, um, that I think they are saying will be explained in the next season. Mm-hmm. I'm quite interested uh, in that, so I'm looking forward to so, seeing if they if they do something there. Yeah, yeah, that sounds quite interesting to me. Um, so, in terms of characters, do you have a particular favourite? <coughs> um, yeah, I I think Saru, unquestionably. Okay. Uh, I I love Doug Jones is a phenomenal actor. Uh, he, Doug Jones, he's well known for working under large, large quantities of makeup. I mean, he's, he played Abe Sapien in hell in the Hellboy movies. Uh, he was on falling skies. He's appeared in Buffy. He's been in the strain. Uh, he was in, uh, he's most recently been in shape of shape, the shape of water, which is this movie by, uh, Del Toro. That's been getting a uh, ridiculous. Okay. Of, uh, he plays the um, the one of the leads in that, uh, but he's always under large amounts of prosthetics, um, and and he just the the character of Saru, the, the way that he manages to bring life to 
that character, particularly when wearing such a ridiculous amount of uh, prosthetics and makeup, mm. I, I think is, is phenomenal. And I, I rather like the arc of that character as well, where he starts out as being this sort of very nervous, you know, because he's he's part of this race that have been hunted their entire lives and uh you know are of you know have these these ganglion that kind of pop out when there's danger nearby so that they're, they're a really interesting kind of nervous sort of race and to see that character progress to effectively becoming captain or acting captain as he was at the end of the series um Although that's another thing. It looks like they're bringing another captain in. But, I mean, he's acting captain at the end of that series and it's mm. really slotted in well to that role. I'm kind of disappointed that they are that they are going to bring another captain on and not, aren't letting Saru take, just, just stay as captain. Because I think that would have been a nice way to continue because I think he's, he's done such a phenomenal job on that show. Uh, I really, really like that character. Cool. So I'm very interested to see what happens with him moving forward. Um, I quite like Michael, of course, as as I mentioned. Well, yes, obviously, yes. Um, I quite like Tilly. I thought she was yes, Tilly's great as well. A little Tilly bit underused, a... but she was very good for like comedy and stuff, and yeah. just her scenes in general. And the actress was was really good as her. Yeah. Um, yes, I. I th- I think I'll go with Tilly as my favorite character, but I'd like to see, and they did it a little bit towards the end of the season where she started to get involved a bit more. But she was a little bit sort of like the tech person in that that little room, you know, where they had uh, Stamets um, in that chair thing. She was in there a yeah. little bit too much and not really didn't really get out of those scenes enough. Um, so maybe they could they could do some stuff in season two with her. Yeah, uh, but I think she's she's my favorite character. I have to say, overall, I think though the core cast, I think they've done a brilliant job. With, oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, I think Sneak was great as Michael. I, as I say, I love uh, Doug as Saru. Um, Anthony Rapp is great as Stamets. I like Stamets being kind of this, you know, kind of quite spiky character, uh, not mm. always. Um, getting along with everybody else, uh, I you know I I really rather like that character as well. And and uh, Mary Wiseman is is great as Tilly. I particularly like the conversion into Killy when she had to sort of pretend to be dark and evil when they went over onto the uh, other universe. Yeah. And uh, and Jason Jason Isaacs as Lorca I thought was great. Uh, I, you could always tell there was something a little bit off with him. Um, and there have been rumours and things flying around about what that might be, which turned out to be true. And uh, I, yeah, but I, I mean, I love Jason Isaacs in everything. I think Jason Isaacs is an amazing uh, guy. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really good actor. So I, I was very happy to see him. I'm, I quite like them to bring back Lorca as the prime version of Lorca, not the like mirror universe version. I'd, just so we can put Jason Isaacs back in again, just maybe. to see, you yeah, know, maybe not necessarily as a full like captain or you know just in a guest role. It'd be quite nice to see if that character is around somewhere mm. and hasn't been killed off. So yeah, um, I did quite like what they did with um Philippa when they they kind of surprisingly killed her off at the start, but then brought in yeah. this other version of her. Yeah. Um, because I won't, I won't say which character it happened to, but they did a similar thing in Agents of Shield, um, which right, yeah. basically basically gives you a chance to bring an actor or actress back into their role, but like just have them be a similar version where it's like, okay, we got away with killing off this character, but it, this is a different version of them. Um, it's almost like the same thing in the uh, the DC shows when they have like the doppelgangers and and that sort of thing. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a cool way for them to for the actor or actress to play the same character but do something a little bit different with them. Um, so that both surprised me and uh, interested me quite a bit. Um, should we talk about Tyler and his arc? I thought that was yes. Um, it was confusing to me at parts. That was one of the more confusing things that happened, uh, especially when they started saying like, "Okay, his consciousness and stuff has been changed, and like there's this other, like, version of him in inside himself, uh, or something like that." Yeah. Um, but I'm glad at least by the end of the season that that seems to be concluded. 
Um, yes. Because in the, in the season finale, when he's talking to various different characters, um, he seems to be back to like um, original Tyler, which uh, I think they should stick to now and like develop working on developing his character a bit more. Um, I thought it was interesting what they did with him. I just think that like it feels like that arc has c- concluded. Um, so yeah, I sh- mean, I think they are going to bring. He is coming back. He is definitely coming back. Yeah, because he season. sort of walked away or <clears throat> took a break. Or, or yeah, because he went. He ended up leaving with Laurel because mm. uh, you yeah, know, basically saying that I'm I'm not one thing or the other. I'm not entirely human, but I'm not entirely Klingon either. So I don't really fit in anywhere. But yeah. uh, Lorel. I mean, I I thought that was a very interesting uh, thing to do with that character. We have seen, I think they they used that in Deep Space Nine. Okay. I seem to remember. Um, it certainly has popped up that that whole thing. It wasn't actually done with Klingons. It was done with Cardassians, which are another Star Trek race in uh, in that show. Um, but we've seen something similar done in in the past. Um, I mean, I I kind of I'd been reading um, fan theories, and that again came out as another fan theory of okay. of the fact that he the character had been taken and uh, essentially rebuilt it from Vok, who was the albino killing on we saw right at the very beginning, and turned and and who was apparently left on the uh, derelict shanshu after it had been blown up and and got turned into ash tyler um well i mean the one of the things that slightly gave that away was people have figured out that the actor that was credited as playing vok wasn't a real guy because uh they they invented a name who was named after uh shazad latif um father and uh who's the, the actor that does play ash and uh, it was named after his father, apparently. Uh, so, but he had very little acting credits. But he was he was credited as playing Vok originally, and um, people kind of figured out that that probably wasn't the case. But um, okay, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really. Um, I thought that was a really nice, interesting way of of doing it. Of sort of you know him having undergo doing this surgery or them forcing him through this surgery or him going through the volunteering for this surgery mm. to turn himself into a human i thought was quite interesting yeah uh unfortunately as well we lost an, a character in the process of all of this uh in hugh um which was stamets yeah. uh boyfriend partner was he ever established as a boyfriend or just some like partner uh, part um i i don't know part partner uh certainly they were the first openly gay couple in a Star Trek series. Um, yeah, I remember when I went to write my review of that episode, and I'd start. I think I was looking for like the, a picture for the episode, um, and I'd stumbled across an article that said um, first, like on-screen gay kiss in Star Trek, and yes. it yeah. hadn't. It, my brain didn't like react to it much, so I was like, "Oh, I thought that could like possibly have happened in the past," or I, I wasn't sure because you know, again, mm. my history with older star trek isn't isn't great um but i thought okay that that's that's kind of cool um but yeah we lost hugh in the process where basically tyler is is talking to him in in the same room that i mentioned earlier yeah um was it as stamets was hooked up i think it was wasn't it yeah they're they're in sick base stamets stamets is kind of out of it having um yeah done all those jumps and he's he's in the sick bay bed i think and uh mm. yeah and that's when ash kills him kills um yeah yeah because he asks tyler a bunch of a bunch of questions i can't remember exactly what they were but like tyler sort of didn't have answers um or didn't want to tell him the answers i guess and then these like i'll call them klingon visions they kept sort of coming in and then i guess tyler just mm. snapped and then snapped hugh's neck in, yeah. in the process which was unfortunate but we did get i did quite like when um stamets went to the network and had the nice send off with hugh uh, yeah i thought that was really well done especially the kind of i'll call it like a fun silly scene where um they both step into the bathroom and they're brushing their teeth yeah. And uh, Hugh says, "Oh, I'm, this was like one of my my favorite parts of the day." I was like, "Okay, that's that's kind of interesting, but yeah. like kind of fun." Because um, no, it it, it's such yeah. a simple thing to do, like br- brushing your teeth. Um, but I thought it was nice that he 
they got that moment together yeah. and then he was like okay you have to this is goodbye and like you have to leave this network um so at least they didn't just like do nothing with it yeah um no i thought that was i thought that was very sweet i thought they handled yeah. that really nicely and uh it, it does make it interesting for next season as well because yes. stamets is as a, as a character, he's still aware that he's, you know, the love of his life is still lost somewhere in that network, or there is a version of him mm. somewhere in that network. Um, so whether that will drive him to want to go back to it, maybe, I don't know. It's that's, that's going to be interesting to see whether they play on any of that next season as well. Maybe I, I would like, um, and they, they sort of ran out of time a little bit, which was interesting. I'll, I'll talk about the pacing of the season in a minute. Yeah. Um. But I remember when when Tyler had sort of recovered, and then he he was walking back to a part of the ship, and he comes across Stamets, and he says like, "Oh, you know, you, you're the one that killed um killed my my boyfriend and stuff." And that was like that felt to me like a, a sort of a, a bit of a teaser. Like, okay, these characters will probably talk about this again in the future, like when they have a quiet moment or something. Mm. Um. But it was nice for at least them to have that little something because they still had the Klingons and whatnot to deal with, so they couldn't yeah. like stand around talking for ages. Yeah. Um. It also was nice in Stamets' personality that he seems like very professional, and he didn't like start a fight with Tyler and try to make things awkward. He was they all knew that like, okay, we st- we're still in the middle of this war and we need to resolve it, and this can like kind of wait till later. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we see some more of that in season two. Um, I don't want that to go down particularly bad because hopefully Stamets will realize like that wasn't a hundred percent Tyler. Yeah. Um, so we'll see we'll see what they do with it in season two, but I certainly would like them to uh to touch on that stuff again. Um yeah. so I mentioned the, the pacing of this season. How how well do you thought did you think it was paced? Overall I think they did a reasonable job. Mm. Um I I don't think there was any real filler episodes in there. Um I don't think of much, no. No, um yeah, because it's it's only you know fifteen episodes. It's one of the advantages of it being a a digital series, both here and in the US. You know, because it's made for the uh, CBS digital channel. Is you've not got you you've not got to worry about sort of necessarily episode lengths, or you've got to worry about having exactly a particular number of episodes mm. for the season. So I I think. Um, it's one of the great advantages of a digital service is the fact that you you know you can play around with that that sort of thing. So if an episode needs to be two minutes longer, it can be, you know. Um, so I I think and I I think fifteen episodes is it is a good solid length for this was, sort of drama at this season. point. Yeah, you know, if you'd had to have done like twenty two episodes or a twenty four episode season, I think you would have ended up stretching it, and you couldn't have done that sort of arc over because it would have been horrible to ex- sustain over that length of, of time. Yeah, yeah. So like if um, they did another five episodes of the parallel stuff or something, it would have yeah, it would have stretched that out. Yeah. Um, I think in that case they would have have to gone into some some of the season two stuff. I just don't know how you could have made this first season any longer i think it was just yeah i think it was a really good length yeah Yeah. i think it was a really good length it was it didn't feel anywhere as far as i can tell it it just i I don't know i think it was a really solidly put together season Mm -hmm. um yeah i wanted to mention pacing as well because in i think in my episode 13 review it must have been um when they they come out the parallel thing the universe and then they look at that board where there's like all the distress stuff and they're like oh the klingons have like destroyed everything and that and i thought okay this is quite interesting that with two episodes to go they and they feel they can enter a new arc and like cleanly close the other one um at yeah. least from, from what we've seen um so I, th- I thought that was really good and what one of my kind of fears with that was i thought like okay would are they gonna like have the remaining two episode arc that they have the klingon more stretched out into season two which i don't think would have been would have been good no because even though they brought that two episode arc in there you'd had some of it previously anyway um yeah so i thought it was really good that, that they managed to do that it's almost like they sort of paused the klingon arc 
in a way, and then went to the parallel stuff, finished that, and then came back and finished up the season, which I thought they handled pretty well. Um, so I yeah, thought, I thought I mean, that was really good. We are we are going to see more of the Klingons definitely next season um, because mm. Lorel is is back. Ash, we know he's he's coming back, so I suspect you know we will see more Klingons next season. There will be some blowback, I suspect, from uh Lorel trying to unite all the Klingon houses. I mean the other thing you have to remember with this show of course is the fact that there is a point they have to get to. Um at some point you know eventually they've got 10 years to play in. But eventually the uh, you know and I mean they can run in parallel with the original series I guess with the original Star Trek series because it's a different ship so you you could get to a point where you are running in parallel with the events that happen on the Enterprise but once you get into that or the closer you get to that there are certain certain things that are written um because um Star Trek has this history bible essentially of you know there there are people that are keepers of the star trek law and they uh they have a very rigid this happens at particular points you know so there are certain events which are already written into this historical timeline that have happened around that period so there are certain things which they may need to hit along the way depending how long this show goes on for mm. um so there are certain things with the Klingons. You've got to get the Klingons to a certain point by the time that you get to the end of the, the series, you know, the, the run of the show, assuming you're still, you know, you're covering that timeline. If they go past into the events of the, um, uh, of the original Star Trek series, there are certain things that they would have had to have hit with the Klingons by that point before you know because the the, sh- the klingons when they first show up in the original series are in a particular state so if you see what i mean there, right, there are certain his- timeline wise yeah timeline wise there are certain things that will have to hit you know that will have to be hit to uh to make that work but it's quite nice because it means it gives them a backbone of uh events to be able to play with you know yeah because there, like are, there are certain things that are there so uh so yeah i mean there is but you you can go out and buy uh or you can find them online i would think at this point but you can go out and find you can go on and find like a a star trek timeline of when certain events happen um mm-hmm. so you know if you're interested in finding out why what might be coming up next that is something you should go and have a look at okay we've probably got between now and september october i'm guessing uh no it's probably gonna be um next year oh really okay yeah okay. yeah well, where it's... did you find that out uh one of the producers mentioned it i believe um hmm. i i think they're sort of saying that it will it will be probably next year before it, it comes back be just because there's a lot of work going into it i could be wrong about that but i okay. i think that's fine though. uh you shouldn't just rush, double uh products yeah unless you're 29 yeah they're, they're <laughs> yeah they're uh yeah yeah but yeah george george doesn't even if george rushed he'd still take him forever um <laughs> yeah no they, they are saying 2019 because i i knew i'd seen it somewhere because i updated it on the listing so um hmm. so yeah they're saying 2019 that may be january 2019 of course but it you know they're, they're saying that it will be 2019 before it comes back okay maybe about before you before you uh realize so um, yeah just yeah. like with westworld westworld just took well an 18 month break and it's back in like two, it doesn't months, really feel so. yeah it doesn't yeah doesn't really feel yeah. too bad that it seems okay mm-hmm. so uh, and i think because of the technical difficulties of a lot of these sort of shows which are very very effects heavy mm-hmm. like westworld and like this well. yeah like like westworld and like this uh you are going to see longer breaks in between i think just because yeah. it's taking much longer to be able to put all the effects together and mm. stuff. I think that's the Game of Thrones reason as well, because like there's going to be a lot yeah. of uh, CG stuff, let's just say. Um, well, yeah, take their it, time. 
with with Game of Thrones, well, the, the Game of Thrones had the problem last year that they had to bump the uh, because winter has now arrived in Game of Thrones. They had to move the filming mm-hmm. because they needed they needed less summery scenes and more wintry scenes. So uh, they it was a case of either shipping an awful awful lot of uh, snow and uh, fake snow and cover like the Irish countryside with it, or you, or you had to sort of um, find, you know, you just wait and film in winter, which was the easier thing to do. So that's what they did. So, and that, that's part of the, yeah. uh, part of the reason for it being later this year is, you know, they're having a longer gap this time. And the fact that there is a lot of CGI to work through and they want to get everything right, obviously. Yeah. So it's going to be a, a hectic, hectic final season. Uh, yes. Going back to Star Trek. Uh, one thing that I pointed out a couple of times in my review, and I could only point out a couple of times because it only happened a couple of times, was when they had like very cool shots of space. Um, yeah. I said in one of my, uh, maybe the first time I pointed it out in one of my reviews, that it felt sometimes, I wanted it to feel a little bit more like it was in space rather than just on some ship somewhere. Um, so like the where a couple of times, and this was more towards the end of the season, but a couple of times when they cut away from the ship and showed you space outside it, I thought was really cool. It sort of made yeah. me go, oh yeah, they are. I, I obviously I knew they were in space, but it was nice to see it now and again. Mm. Um, I'd like them to do that a little bit more. Um, yeah. And there was a particular shot. I think it's actually going to be the thumbnail for uh, this this post this podcast. Um, but the one where um the the ship comes down it sort of leans up a bit they're like shooting something on the ground or putting something on the ground and right, you see yeah. you see a nice um like part of part of the ship from like underneath um I, I know it's kind of a little thing but i really did like the way they did it like when they did actually do it um yeah now i i thought a lot of the space shots in this um bio and the shots sort of zooming in and out of of the discovery uh, and the way they connected that to sort of you know because you quite often you'd have shots on the bridge and then the camera would zoom straight out or you'd you'd sort of uh, I, I think a lot of the cinematographer cinematography in this was very very well put together mm-hmm. just in terms of how they I mean you know the CGI is good obviously but I, I think just the way those shots were directed in terms of you know, were, were sort of very interesting you know you had some some really intriguing kind of fades and and you know um crossed you know crossed dissolves from one thing to another i i think it was it was just very cleverly put together yeah i i agree um i just it would it would be cool to have a little bit more and again maybe there's only so much they can they can do or something um but i just thought it was very cool and i, w- I would like to see more of it so uh, yeah we'll see what we get in season two do you know if the budget would maybe go up a bit or something um uh i mean traditionally Traditionally, we show budgets go down as the further you you, uh, you get into them. But I don't know with this. Okay. Uh, it's very difficult to sell because it's with it being CBS and it's this is their flagship, you know, one of their flagship brands. Um, I'm not sure what will happen with season two in terms of budget and stuff. Uh, I mean, I suspect they'll give them whatever they want. <laughs> you know, I would hope, you know, because it is quite a major thing. But um uh, one one other thing I did want to to mention actually okay. was um, the um, the title sequence, which I know most people probably skip through after watching it. I once, but... did after about eleven episodes. Right. Okay. What I, uh, that title sequence is incredibly clever, and and uh, if you if you think about this, is basically a a prequel to the original series. So the the title sequence is essentially a kind of a version of what the original title sequence was, was, but done out on a kind of drawing board style. Okay. Um, I, and I, I just, I think that's incredibly clever. I thought that was really, uh, just very interesting, you know, cause it's traditionally with the Star Trek series, it, you see the, you know, it's, it's shots of the ship flying through various different like spatial anomalies and stuff. Mm. And what I rather loved about that was it is essentially that, but done on a drawing board. Um, and I, I thought that was brilliant, you know, really, really clever bit of kind of artwork and, and really nicely done. I also wanted to uh, give a tip of the hat to uh, Jeff Russo, who is the composer for the series, who I've interviewed numerous times. But um, the music for the series as a whole, I thought, was brilliant. 
but the particularly the the opening title sequence which ends with the uh the sort of star trek uh there, there's a a a kind of trumpet call that uh usually starts the uh trumpet fanfare that usually starts the star trek theme and they actually stuck it at the end and uh of the um title score again for the same reason as that it's a prequel and it wanted to be sort of leading into what is the traditional star trek theme for you know the uh the original series i thought that was quite a nice interesting little twist as well so um very clever and the the fact that they use the original title score over the end credits of the last episode which apparently that wasn't just them copying you know getting a cd out and playing it <laughs> they they actually jeff actually managed to go and re-record they actually re-recorded the entire thing for so it's a brand new version of the original title scene we're a brand new recording of it because apparently they got together which i'm sure he was he was like had a huge grin on his face when he was conducting <laughs> that i'm i'm fairly positive because i know he's a massive star trek nerd so uh Good. so yeah I, I but i yeah i thought the music and the title sequence for the show was absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. um so it's interesting because you you said you like really really liked it. I was kind of middle where I was like, oh, sure, I was still listening to the music and the and the theme and stuff, but I was, um, I was much more interested in like the visuals for the show and stuff, especially as it's set in space and you've got all like yeah, yeah. future tech and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, the shots of space. Um, it's interesting because Jim from Bold Move when they did a uh, podcast on the first four episodes or so. Um, Jim said he really didn't like the the opening uh, credits, and he said he he said he watched it like once uh, for I guess the pilot, and then just skipped all the rest. Um, well, I mean, you know, it's not yeah. something that because I mean, I must have I must have only watched it a few times, and you know, skipped through it quite often because I'm in a rush, and I, you know, it's not necessarily something that you need to see every time yeah but i i still think as a piece of work i still think it's really nice um and i i think it's clever what they did with it i i get why they've done it like that and i think mm. it's a really cleverly put together thing um cool uh so what do you want from season two what are you sort of looking more or less for i'm hoping i mean i they're they're talking a bit about having a little bit more traditional trek stuff in there so more kind of visiting to planets and and that sort of thing uh because they i mean they visited four planets i think in this one but yeah one of those was chronos and was essentially looked like a studio you only had one where they they really landed on what seemed to be very much a sort of alien world and it was and the entire episode was sort of based around the fact that they landed on that alien world uh and i can't remember which episode that was but it was uh that was when they uh the they the three of them kind of went down to the planet together and i thought oh is that when um saru's got taken over by something uh, yes yeah that was uh uh yeah so so there was there was that episode though and that felt much more like a traditional kind of trek episode and i i wouldn't want it all to be like that but it i quite like seeing some of those sort of episodes where they are doing the the kind of exploration stuff a bit more having said that i i do kind of like the fact that this had a, a solid overall arc to the thing as well. Yeah. So maybe maybe they're doing more exploration, but there is some reason why they're going to various different worlds. Um. I you know I I don't know I I I'd, I I do want to still see I I don't want it really to go back to a monster of the week thing, which is what the original series kind of was. I'd I'd rather you know although I'd like a little bit more of that I do like the fact that it had this overarching story to it so um, and uh, you know I'm I'm kind of interested to see how they resolve things with the Enterprise and how that plays out and a bit more of sort of finding out whether uh, what the relationship between Burnham and Spock possibly is. Mm. Uh, I'd quite like to see some of that. I'm very interested to see who this new captain is, 
because the new captain, they, I mean, if at the end of the episode, which you may have missed because they kind of glossed over it, but the reason that Sarak is, is with them when, uh, when they meet the enterprise is because they're on the way to Vulcan to pick up a new captain. So that would imply that the new captain is possibly Vulcan, which would be interesting. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, that that's going to be intriguing. I, as I say, I think it's a shame that they, they didn't leave Saru in charge, but they are, are obviously going to bring in a new captain for next season. Mm. We'll see how long that one lasts. Because <laughs> yeah. that's going to be the interesting thing is they've established this core team. Are we going to get to a point where the captains keep on getting killed off every season and we get a new captain every season? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but, uh, maybe, we'll yeah. So, um, we didn't really, I don't think we talked about him that much, but what did you think of of Logo? You, you said you quite liked uh, I, Jason Isaacs. Well, I, I, I love Jason Isaacs. He's just a, mm-hmm just brilliant actor i thought he he did an amazing job with that role um it was he was an interesting character because of the fact that he wasn't very starfleet you know he was very much a sort of war captain you know uh, and uh, of course we eventually discover why that is but uh yeah very interesting very different sort of character to what you would usually see on a star trek series um i so uh, yeah, I I mean, let's just say I'd like to see that we don't know actually whether there is a prime version of Lorca still kicking around out there. So it's possible that there is a version like this universe's version of Lorca is still alive, um, but we don't know where he is. So it's possible that Jason Isaacs may return at some point, even if it's just as a guest role. I don't think I mean he won't come back as captain, but he might turn yeah. up in a guest. Role. <laughs> um. I I agree. I quite liked him. I don't quite have the same like c- connection, I guess, to to Jason Isaacs. Um, the the thing for me, and I, I wrote this in my review of was it thirteen when he died or fourteen episode? Uh, Must be thirteen, yeah, because that was the end of the uh, parallel universe arc. Yeah. It was a case for me where you had Michael, Philippa, and Norka fighting, and I thought, okay, somebody isn't going to make it live out of here because it wouldn't have <laughs> felt quite as conclusive if like yeah. two of them had just warped away and left Lorca there or something yeah. and I thought okay I don't think Michael's gonna die this is it's too early to kill her um I I, I just didn't think Philippa was gonna die or Philippa mm-hmm. um yeah not since they brought her back yeah yeah they like, just brought her back and I was like okay I, I think this character has a bit more life in them and I was like okay Lorca's the other one he's just announced himself as evil basically um so I just didn't see him surviving so I wasn't quite as surprised when he died it was yeah. still a big character death, but it just didn't quite surprise me as much. Um, yeah. But I, I still thought it was a it was an interesting, cool character. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? Uh, no, I think we've we've covered pretty much most of it. Okay. I think. I think in I guess I didn't talk about my expectations for season. Yeah, two. yeah. Um, so I'm obviously very interested in like the US Enterprise and who's on it and what's going to happen with all that. Uh, which we've we've discussed already, um, especially considering the possible family connections and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I would like a bit more, like I said, some more like shots of space and things like that, and even <laughs> things like um, I don't, I can't remember the exact, the exact name of it, but you know, at like the front window when they sort of see out in front of space, or they see like a transmission or a video. Yeah, the the view screen thing. Yeah. yeah. But when they had shots of things in front of them, but things that were outside of the ship, so like when they saw the um, that thing that had been destroyed with the Klingon symbol yeah. on it, some shots like that would be okay as well. I would just like to be reminded a bit more that we're in space and not just like on a set. So right. some, some more of that kind of stuff would, would be cool. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to see some more like battles and stuff. Because um, I think the, fa- the phases are quite a cool... Uh, interesting weapon um and i would just like to see some more battles and things um and maybe it's because um weird enough i I just started mass effect 2 which is a bit star trek ish you're on a ship you're exploring stuff you're going to different planets all that yeah i guess yeah and one of the heavier parts of the game obviously because a video game um 
is you go to planets and sometimes you come across enemies and you, of course, have to kill them. Um, and I'm not expecting, like, characters to be switching between assault rifles and pistols and, like, turning it into an action show. But just some more of those kind of battles. And with the fact that um, you said before they may be going to different planets, maybe that could be a, a situation where, like, yeah. they go onto some planets with, I guess, hostiles or enemies that, you know, don't like them. Um, yeah. And they could end up in more battles that way. Uh yeah. What? I would. I mean, I would like to see a few more alien races as well. As, yeah, you know, that'd be cool. Because there are. I mean, we've we've seen a few different kind of background characters and stuff. We've seen Klingons uh, in that final episode. We saw a Orion um, species, which is a, a, a species which is aligned with the Klingons as well. Um, so uh, they're the green kind of aliens. So we've seen those, and we've seen a few various different species on the uh, on the ship. So, I, but I'd like to see maybe some of uh, the you know the bigger Star Trek sort of well known established Star Trek species would be kind of interesting. Okay. Um, you know, just just that I I think that would be quite nice. You know, rather than it just being Klingons and humans <laughs> as being two major races. So. Yeah, I think with this first season doing a good job of like setting up the world and characters, I feel like season two is the next phase for that kind of stuff. So when yeah. they they could kind of say, okay, we've established the um, discovery and the characters and the world and stuff, and now we can go and explore with these characters a bit more. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing seeing some more of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. So if the show is back this year or next year i i intend to cover come back and cover it in some way shape or form uh of course it depends on on schedule and stuff but it's on it's on the on the kind of priority list i guess we could say um right for season two uh maybe david could come back and podcast with me i'm not sure we we, we have no depends idea when it is, but yeah, yeah, yeah yeah depends like the time of year and, and that kind of stuff so yeah uh we shall have to wait and see but i intend to i of course we've like we've been saying, we very much enjoyed the first season, and uh, we're both looking forward to the second one. Uh, we we intend to come back and cover it. We're just not sure um, in what sort of format yet, but we'll let you know further to when um, it starts, which may be quite a while. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, the yeah. first season only just finished, so um, we will wait and see what we what we do with it. But within the next couple of weeks, uh, we're getting into a bit of a busier territory uh, for entertainment talk. Uh, so this is a bit more of the sort of snuck in uh, housekeeping section because I forgot to do it at the start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, The Walking Dead starts in two weeks, so that's back. And we shall see um, how they deal with the, let's say how they deal with the events of the mid-season finale, in case you're not caught up. Yes. Uh, of course, I wouldn't want to spoil that for you. Um, we're hoping to do a preview podcast next week, um, cause I'm planning on putting this out today, uh, for yep. Star Trek. So we've got that coming back. Uh, iZombie actually starts in the same week, but me and Robert have already done a preview podcast for season four. We also still need help with the name because I still can't think of one. Um, <laughs> but we will be doing the podcast, uh, yeah, the same week of Walking Dead. So you have until then to, I guess, send us in a name. Um, just something to do with eyes on being podcast or talk or something like that. Uh, something yeah. along those lines. Um, next week, Black Lightning is coming back for its fifth episode. So me and Robert will be doing a sort of catch up for those. Um, if you're not, if you're unclear of our sort of schedule for the CW shows this season, because we sort of changed it, um, go and listen to the the sort of first part of the preview podcast for this season. That will sort of explain why we've changed things and how. Uh, so that's going to be continuing. And then, um, I can't remember the exact dates, but the other four DC shows are back soon. So we're gonna uh, be... Flashes, Flashes on the 27th, Legends 28th, uh, Arrow on the 1st, and then Supergirl isn't back until the 26th of March. Okay. So the week of the 25th looks like quite a busy one. So uh, yes. looking forward to that. Um, but those should be coming back soon, so we'll be doing the, the same format, but I think the weeks will be shifted, because, like, the shows aren't going to be on the exact same schedule, so, um, yeah. look, look out for those. Uh, Black Panther is out, I'm planning on seeing it tomorrow, possibly, um, and me and Chris are hoping to do a podcast next week. Of course, David, you're welcome to join us if you are available at the time. Right, uh, yes, we haven't actually picked a, We haven't actually picked a day yet, so, uh, uh, look out for that next week. 
Uh, and I think that's it for the moment. Plenty of stuff to come. Plenty of stuff that's already come out. Uh, so go and have a have a look on the sites. You can also find David on geektown.co.uk. Um, I've been on some of the more recent uh, Geek Town episodes. So look out for that. Um, they'll also tell you when shows are coming back or if they're coming back. Because not everything yes. does. And there's, so. a, there's quite a lot in February and in March. Yeah. So yeah. And in we'll April. Go to check. <laughs> yes, and in April. Yeah. Yes, it's it's certainly heating up at the moment. There's a lot of things like either second halves of shows coming back, or there's uh, or, or second seasons or new seasons of things. So there's a mm-hmm. lot at the moment. It's worth checking. Yeah. Cool. So look out for all that stuff over the next couple of months. EntertainmentTalk.org is where you'll find our stuff, and GeekTown.co.uk is where you'll find David's stuff. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, you can subscribe to us uh, on iTunes and Stitcher, you can use our Amazon affiliate link, you can check us out on Patreon, you can check out um, Robert's Mixer uh, channel and schedule, uh, you can check out my Twitch one, uh, David's also on twitch.tv slash geektown, that's the right one? Uh, yes, yes, I haven't done anything for a while, but yes, I am still on there. Cool, uh, so you can check out that as well. I think that's all we have for this podcast, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.